This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the amazing Rico Bronia podcast with your host, Evan Roberts. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Rico Bronia as we creep a little bit closer to this World Series finally ending, which means the offseason. We are recording this right after the Philadelphia Phillies got no hit. So I'm in a very jovial mood. I really enjoyed watching the Astros even up the World Series at two and two. And I most especially enjoyed watching Philly fans who everyone has been waxing poetic about. Ah, oh, the Philly fans are so great. They're so loud. They're so excited. Those bastards left early. They didn't want to watch history. They didn't want to watch Christian Javier's six no-hit innings. They didn't want to watch our boy Rafael Montero. They didn't want to watch Brian Abreu. They didn't want to watch Ryan Presley. They went home. Now, the joke is we've been home for a while, so who the hell am I to talk? But I did enjoy watching the Phillies at least lose. Uh, The sooner this World Series ends, which won't happen until at least Saturday, uh, then the offseason will begin. couple of things. Today, we're going to focus on the other free agents. We've already given you a podcast all about Jacob deGrom. The jury was re-sign him. Then we did a podcast on just Brandon Nimmo. The jury said re-sign him. And then more recently, we did a podcast on Edwin Diaz. And yes, the jury unanimously said, let's re-sign him. But during the Edwin Diaz podcast, Pete Hoffman said, you should put up a poll on Twitter and see who are Met fans most confident about in terms of who is going to be re-signed. Because my thesis was, I think we're most confident in Edwin Diaz. So I put the poll up. I even used hashtag Rico. I don't know why. I'm not really much of a hashtag guy, but I did it. And here are the results. All right. What free agent are you most confident the Mets will resign? And I correctly predicted in a landslide, in a blowout, in a Ronald Reagan just kicked Walter Mondale's ass. Okay. Now I have to think of a Democrat to keep everybody. LBJ. Just kicked up Barry Goldwater's ass. There you go. Everybody's happy. Great. Edwin Diaz, 76% of the vote. Brandon Nimmo, 13. Jacob DeGrom, 11. So actually very tight between the confidence levels in Nimmo and DeGrom. I find that fascinating. Like the Diaz part, I'm not surprised by because that's what I claim to you, Pete, would be the result. But I am a little surprised that the DeGrom-Nimmo split is very, very close. Maybe. 
Med fans are really worried about the Colorado Rockies paying Brandon Nimmo big money, I guess. Well, it, it maybe also it's the concern factor because you just heard Billy Epler say that, you know, Starling Marte could always play center field if need be. And what is a bigger need if Nimmo leaves? There's things I guess we could do to fix it. If DeGrom leaves, what the hell are we doing with starting pitching? <laughs> right? I think. Yeah, I. I do think when Billy said that, when he was asked specifically by our buddy John Heyman, hey, could Starling Marte play center field? It was a leading question. John said, hey, could Starling Marte play center field? Is Billy Epler going to say no? He's a piece of crap. He can't move in center. Like, I don't think that answer gave anything away. And the truth is, as we've sat here throughout the MLB postseason, kind of waiting for nuggets and crumbs and breadcrumbs on Met News, we haven't gotten any. Like, we haven't really heard anything about Jacob DeGrom. We haven't heard anything about Edwin Diaz or Brandon Nimmo, at least anything different than what we had heard towards the end of the season. And I remember saying this on the air about Aaron Judge, and I'll certainly say it about the Met players. Anything that's coming out prior to free agency is probably not true. We just need to wait. We're not that far away from it. Free agency is going to begin in earnest. Then we'll start to hear... The Texas Rangers offered DeGrom this. The Colorado Rockies offered Brandon Nimmo that. So I think we'll get more details as things emerge. There was one other Mets story that I'll touch on very briefly because I don't think it's a big deal, but some did. The fact that the Mets are moving in the fences in right field and the excuse being given is that they're building, and I spoke to somebody from the Mets. I actually contacted the Mets, and you'll be proud of me. I said, why are you moving the fences in? And they said, well, it's a fan-friendly experience, which had been out publicly. So I said, is Aaron Judge code for a fan-friendly experience? And the person laughed and said, no. We are building extra room in a party area in right field. And I genuinely believe that. Because I think there are a lot of conspiracy theorists who think, oh, come on, that's just the excuse. They want to bring the fences in. They are going to attract or try to attract a free agent slugger, maybe not this year, but next year in the case of Shohei Otani. I don't buy that. Like, I know we've seen fences brought in before. We saw the Orioles move the fences back. The Mets, they they tried a lot of things to get people in the ballpark last year. A lot of different things. They tried the DJ on Friday night. Uh, so I don't think it's crazy that they're trying to kind of improve one of their party areas in right field. Like, I completely buy that as the reason they did it. I don't sense a conspiracy to acquire a slugger, but I know you Pete, you think this is all about some kind of ruse to convince Aaron judge to come here. Don't you? Well, that would definitely also send the Grom out of here because why are you going to move defenses in so that could screw the pitchers? But yes, I would love that to be the real reason, but I will say this. They've been reconstructing city field since they constructed it. Uh, I mean, they've built, they brought the walls back how many times already? I think this is like the fourth time that they're starting to do that. And they've always tried to add an addition to park up some of these spots for, for the fans. So I, I'm not opposed to it, but I also don't, at this point in time, like, what are we really doing here? How much are we, can we, there's no other section to like add to. You can't put something on top of like the, you know, I don't know, the, the bullpen area. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> aren't they also supposed to be adding that beautiful large uh video screen 
I remember oh, there was yeah. a whole big deal about how they cut a deal with, I forget the company, um, but they were putting like this really massive video screen in right center field. I have no idea. I do know this. I'm going to go to City Field in about a month and a half because they're doing some kind of Christmas light show. And I bought tickets and I'm taking the family. And it has nothing to do with it being at City Field. It was just a Christmas activity. So if they've added anything new at City Field, I'll give you some kind of idea about it in the middle of December. It's called like Amazing Lights or Amaze Lights or something like that. Is That's the show be, they're having. Is it going to be around like on the field or is it going to be around like the, like the ballpark? What, what are they doing exactly? I'm going to be honest with you, Pete. I spent <laughs> a fortune for these tickets. I have no effing idea what it is. <laughs> I don't. Money well spent. It's one, of those, it's one of those things where I know that we like to do winter activities. We like to do Christmas stuff. Uh, so why not? Okay. If it sucks, we'll never do it again. If it's great. We have a new tradition, and that's going to City Field in the middle of December. Anyhow, let's get to the subject at hand, and that's all the other free agents. Obviously, Diaz, DeGrom, and Nimmo are the big three, and all these other guys we're going to mention, you could certainly argue, and I will throughout this podcast, our feelings on them will be dictated on if DeGrom is back, on if Diaz is back, because a lot of the free agents involve pitching. The Mets don't have a lot of free agents when it comes to position players. It's starting pitching and it's bullpen. So here's how it's going to work. I'm going to name a name. That guy's a free agent. And without thinking about it, before we get into a, a further discussion on it, your first reaction, yes, I want him back, or no, I don't want him back. Obviously, there are some gray areas to this. We'll get into detail on each guy. So it's not just going to be a quick yes or no. It's just your first reaction, right? Are you ready? Let's go. Chris Bassett, do you want him back? No. Wow. An instant no. So my instant reaction would be no, too, because of how it ended. And that's obviously a problem for a lot of us. We all remember not just the final start that he made against the Padres in game three, not just the comments that he made about New York and how demanding it is, but even what happened in Atlanta. As I've said in previous podcasts, I look at the Atlanta three-game series and the San Diego series as connected. They're all playoff series. So I agree, and I think most people listening to this podcast, and you should be playing along at home when I say a name, <laughs> scream it out loud, yes or no. Uh, I think all of our reactions would be no. But, bro, let's can we, can we go a little deeper on this? Please. Chris Bassett is an innings eater, and that matters. That's a big deal. Last year in 2022, and I think we could start calling it last year, the Mets didn't get a full season out of Max Scherzer. They didn't get a full season out of Jacob DeGrom. They didn't even really get a full season out of Carlos Carrasco, though he did mostly pitch. Chris Bassett was Mr. Reliable. He was dependable. So how do you replace those innings? So when you say no, is the no squarely based on the way it finished for him? Or is there a deeper reason for saying no immediately to a guy who was their most consistent pitcher in 2022? So here's, I guess, the gray area for me. Like, so Max, and I don't want to do this Omar Manaya thing, but I'm going to do it a little bit. So say DeGrom doesn't come back. This, right. is, this is the hypothetical I have. Scherzer's your one. Chris Bassett is not my two. He can't be my two. So he's about the three or four-ish type of guy. Innings heater, yes, but he can't be two. But yet he's going to get paid like a two, and I I can't have that. 
So that I'm weighing out that, that I'm weighing out him over somebody else coming in to take over that two role. I would like to have him back if the money was right, but I think he's going to be overpriced. Okay, so the debate on if a guy is a two is always a weird one. I mean, we look at the teams that are in the World Series. Aaron Nola is a two. I think we'd agree. Framber Valdez is a two. Uh, are they both better than Chris Bassett? I think we would both lean towards yes. Framber mm-hmm. Valdez and Aaron Nola are. But if you look at it that way and you say, okay, I don't want to pay Chris Bassett, well, guess what, Pete? Now you're looking for a number three because he was a very good number three in 2022. So if your reason for not wanting him is, well, he's not a number two and I just lost Jacob DeGrom, well, if you lose Chris Bassett, now you need a number two and a number three. And when you look at free agency and you look at, and obviously there are other ways to add pitching besides free agency, Here's my list of guys who would at least replace a Bassett, dare I say a DeGrom. No one's replacing a DeGrom, but the high-end pitchers that are out there. And I have four guys on my list of high-end guys. Carlos Rodon. And these guys are not all equals, obviously, but I would put them on the higher level. Guys, they can be a number two, maybe even a number three. Carlos Rodon, Justin Verlander. Verlander's obviously better than everybody, but you do have to factor in age and the fact that his World Series pitching sucks. (laughs) Clayton Kershaw, who I don't even think we should talk about because he's not coming here. And then the other guy who none of us know anything about is Kode Senga, the Japanese pitcher who could come here and effing dominate. I have no idea. I know his Japanese numbers are really good, but that's it. Those are the only guys in free agency that even... Because everyone else I mentioned are back-of-the-rotation guys. Nate Evaldi for now... I guess he's more of a middle of the rotation, but he's a backup. Sean Manaya, Noah no. Syndergaard, Kyle Gibson, Mike Miner. So if you put Bassett in those group, in that group of arms, is he not towards the top? So you don't want him. How the hell are you replacing him? I know. Oh, I'd, I guess it's like a double-edged sword because I don't want him to be that that level guy, but you're right. There's There's not many... I guess the dream is the Ver- Verlander or Verlander. <laughs> well, but, but you know what? I, I, this may sound crazy. Don't you almost prefer Chris Bassett to Justin Verlander? And, and the reason I say that is Chris Bassett is 33 years old. Uh, on opening day, he'll be 34. So for the sake of this discussion, he's a 34-year-old right-hander. He doesn't have that many innings on his arm. His innings that he's thrown have been recent, but remember he didn't become like an every five day major league starting pitcher until he was 30 years old. So while he's 34 and that may seem a little bit older, it's not. And the one thing I've seen from Chris Bassett over the last two seasons with Oakland and certainly this year with the Mets is he's going to go out there and give you innings. And while, yeah, we're thinking about October, which we should, because ultimately that's the goal. You got to get through a 162 game season. And Max Scherzer or Jacob DeGrom, even if both are back, they're not reliable anymore. And Chris Bassett is. He threw 180 innings, which in 2022 is a huge number. So I I, got to tell you about Bassett. Our emotional reaction is all going to be no. But when you think about it deeper and you think about replacing him and you think about how many innings he gave this team and how consistent he was, I tell you right now, I want the guy back. And obviously price matters, years matter. The way it works, by the way, with him is there is a mutual option 
at $19 million. There seems to be a sense that he's going to get more than that. So it's not going to be just a, hey, they both agreed to $19 million, no free agency. He's probably going to go to free agency. It could be something as simple as two years, $40 million, something like that. Uh, I don't think it's anything crazy, but I mean, look at the guys that are out there and look what he did for this team this year. Are we really willing to throw out 29 starts because of the last start or the last no, two starts? No, 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 no. Um, and, and it's weird because I was one who was so hell bent on everyone saying he has been the most consistent and minus the, the few West coast starts, he was the guy. And then it was his comments, which again, like a little bit overblown, but still it just turned me off. Like, you know, it, the, the, the fan base at a drop of a dime changes because, you know, things go bad for a moment. I don't really know if he likes it here. I don't know if he can handle it here. I feel like that's a conversation that's happened in the clubhouse often. Do you think Chris Bassett lost game three because of the pressure or did he lose game three because, well, he just didn't pitch well? I think a little bit of both. No, it's, dude, I don't know the answer. Sometimes I ask a question not looking for an answer (laughs) because I don't know it. I mean, there's no way to actually know. Uh, The comments are concerning. And the comments bothered me at the time because obviously our emotions change. Your season is a best of three. You know, he was saying that in the midst of a playoff series. Well, yeah, you lose two games and your season is over. But I think one thing we always need to be careful about is making broad judgments on a very small sample size and making broad judgments such as he can't pitch in the playoffs. He can't pitch in New York in the postseason. Because what are we really talking about? We're talking about one start at City Field and one start at Atlanta. Now, there were huge starts. I'm not trying to minimize that. But for years, we heard Bryce Harper is a loser. Hmm. Teams get better when Bryce Harper leaves or is hurt. Bryce Harper is a great baseball player. And he finally did it at the right time in the right moment. I'm not comparing Chris Bassett to Bryce Harper. I'm just making the point that We're all emotional after a series is over, but I don't necessarily think we should over-exaggerate on such a small sample size. That's really what it comes down to. Okay. So. (laughs) You convinced me. I don't know what to do with them. No, I have no idea. (laughs) It's tough because, again, now now move to the I think your next free agent is also going to be a pitcher, but I don't know. You you, you make up a Yeah, we're going to. I'm going to go in order because I don't want to jump from subject to subject. And by the way, there's a lot of parallels here because there's a lot of starting pitchers. 